contributions and ancestry and stuff mm-hmm. by talking about the present. So, first and foremost, what is a millennial? Mm. So, I mean, different sources say different things. Um, the most that I've heard is early 80s, like 82, 83, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the way to either 96, 97, or 2000, or 1999, rather. Yeah. Um, so, within that range, sometimes, like, I consider maybe late 80s and then to, so. like, 96, although I, I may give it to them with the 99s, because, like, they all turn adults, and it was like, this is, like, the new millennium type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what, what I think i definitely i'm a 92 90s baby 91 was better but you know 92 is cool nah 92 was just so many good things all those <laughs> sorry thought about rodney king wait no didn't that happen in 91 and then the verdict came out in 92 either way Cause not was, good cause it was <laughs> either way not good yeah but shout out to the lovely, like just black representation everywhere. Like, like I didn't, I was questioning where I learned some of these black concepts mm. because my parents didn't know about them. So I was like, how did I learn it? And it was like from TV shows and from movies yeah, where they were just. There was a lot just... of stuff going on there where it was like we were finally embracing our artistry yeah. and our, our culture and our creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we was all up in it. Yeah, you mm. piano days. <laughs> Yay, man. And CW, oh, no, not CW, that's a new one. Um, WB. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, it would just be black as hell. And we had family sitcoms. There used to be a lot of black sitcoms back in the day. Yes. Just, just. Yeah. Yes. We need to have an episode about that. 90s, 90s episode, yes. We can do that, we can do that. <laughs> we can do that. For another time. Another time, another time. Oh man, it went away. <laughs> so, yeah. so you have this concept of millennials. So you mm-hmm. have the old millennials, which are like the early 80s. So there may be some differences with um, how they view the younger millennials, which is like, so the older millennials are like 30s plus, whereas the younger millennials are like all the 20s, basically. Pretty much. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. So like, you know, we were approaching different milestones in our life. So while they may have already had a house, like we were just coming out of college type of thing. So right. into a housing crisis. <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about that a little later we'll too. We'll talk about it. But, um, but yeah, so you got them. And then what's interesting is like, they're putting out articles where they talking about these fucking idiots <laughs> eating Tide Pods and shit. 
Duh, and, I don't know and they the call them millennials. On. Like, don't stick them with us. That ain't us, bro. <laughs> like, who, who is dumb enough to keep doing this stuff? And it's like, for attention, too. <laughs> for attention. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all was thinking it. Y'all was thinking it. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Anyway. But anyways, <laughs> um, that ain't millennials, okay? So we are technically Generation Y, all right? The generation before us was the baby boomers, and that was Generation X. The generation after us is Generation Z, otherwise known as the I generation. And I those are all the kids. Those are all the kids born after the millennium, definitely. Like, but after the millennium, 2000. So anyone born in 2000 plus. Um... And, like, they, like, we were, the 90s was the last generation that, like, grew up with, I would rather play outside than watch TV, mm. you know? And it's it like. It seems like it anyway. There's, like, a couple exceptions here and there, but, like, I know, for the most but, like, part, overall. Yeah. Because video games <laughs> came out, like, towards the end of our elementary, middle school. Mm-hmm. And, um, whereas they grew up with that stuff. They grew up, like, with video games at a much advanced level. Yeah. Where it's, like. Two ours was, like. Like the the amount of processing power that they had, mm-hmm. um, and shit, just even the, just in like the, like, the characters, like, just like handhelds. Like we had Game Boys. Like the, yeah, you can see how like yeah. with no light, right? Like, you needed a light, you needed a light, an <laughs> attachment on that motherfucker. Like these dudes got the high mm-hmm. 1080p right HD screen right right there on the handheld. It's like mm-hmm. yo, that's mm-hmm. better than and, we had on on the big and screen. And I didn't get my first cell phone, which was a prepaid yes. phone until I was 13. Motherfuckers got phones at iPhones, iPhones at 5 years old. What your child needs with an iPhone? iPhones, iPads, all that shit. Like no. that at a really young Read a age. book. Read a motherfucking book. But at the same time, I guess they do need to be prepared to I navigate know. that stuff Fuck. at a young age. The now because now it's like there's no way that you can't. I know. They're having stuff in schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to be prepared for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Generation Z is not millennials. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> all right. What's Don't next? Keep going off. Oh, yeah. I locked this thing down. <laughs> all right. Because we're recording on my phone. So we're using the notes on his phone. Yeah, switching it up. Switching it up. So we're not looking down. Sorry, people. Um. Although now you can see the phone, whatever. Digital y'all get age. <laughs> you know this shit. Y'all remember dial up. Oh y'all, re- we just need a nineties. Never mind. Never mind. We can get to it. But nineties. Okay, so watching our parents, the baby boomers. So the thing about it is, and like I recalled this when I was thinking about college. Like my dad was always like. You know, if you get straight A's, every college will want you. No. If you graduate summa cum laude and do well in school, every job will want you. No. Nope. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's like they had so many expectations for us because they didn't live it. And it's like it didn't end up like that. Yeah, not at all. Like there was so many people. Because I, I graduated in 2014. O was in 2015 for our bachelor's. And um, like there were so many people who were unemployed. Or like underemployed, weren't, weren't. You said bachelor's. No, I have, I have. 2013 for my uh, bachelor's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. My bad, I forgot. Yeah, 2013 for your bachelor's. 
Let me see, I'm fourteen for my bachelor. Oh. Yeah, my bad, my bad. You good? But um, <laughs> we flown. <laughs> but I was talking about my dad. Mm-hmm. The expectations that he had, because he might have not had the same opportunity. So it's like, oh, go to college. Oh no, no, good, I was, I was saying after like people graduated from undergrad, like mm-hmm. they were unemployed or underemployed, so they were working in like retail, fast food, right? And it's like and I got a bachelor's be a stepping degree. Stone job. Oh, I'm supposed to have any job and so many job. opportunities. And right. like even now, like. Bachelor's is like a high school diploma. Like Pretty you need much. a master's now. It's like ridiculous. Pretty much in most in most fields, like you have to have that advanced degree yeah. to even be competitive. So mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? So I just feel like you and the baby the baby bo- boomers are like responsible for the, all this article mess because they're like coming at us for shit. Like we were around to do stuff like exactly. change policies like, who or screwed anything else up like the world. <laughs> One us. I wasn't allowed to vote yet. <laughs> or do anything. We're you just know? getting raised. <laughs> so, can you pull it back mm-hmm. up, please? Um, so, wages Ooh, not about this. matching All right, with so the actual basically, fucking lifestyle. <laughs> basically, what has happened over the last couple of decades has been just everybody's doing well in terms of their productivity. Like, it's matched up. You can look at this in the data. Mm-hmm. A pro- productivity of the workers has been going up steadily, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cre- increasing, like incline since since the 70s, for real. Listen. But the wages flatline, like there's no increase in wages. What's the federal minimum the wage? Seven twenty five. That's ridiculous. Like no, nobody what? can survive off of that. That's what thirteen dollars, thirteen thousand a year. You know or the bullshit. Like you know the bullshit they it's pull. Terrible. They pull. They say, "Oh, we shouldn't be working at those like fast food or retail mm-hmm. jobs that cost that much as an adult." And it's like, "Bitch, I can't get fucking employment <laughs> in the company that I want to work for because they want experience. I'm trying to get some fucking experience. You can't get experience, like. And then if I have an internship, I ain't getting paid. So what do you expect me to do? It's literally no other options that you have. You have to take those jobs, otherwise you can't survive. Exactly, because I'm trying to get fucking experience." <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's just a fucked up system where it's like you're stuck mm-hmm. or you're, you're either you're stuck or you're stuck in a loop for a long long ass time mm-hmm. and then you might make it out like nigga okay so I graduated from um, grad school in 2016 mm-hmm. and I started working at Victoria's Secret um, in 2013 yeah 2013 I started working in Victoria's Secret um, so it was my last my senior year of undergrad and I transferred when I went to grad school, still was working at Vicky's. Mm-hmm. And then I transferred again when I moved to Oakland. And I just, like, Semi- was able to, like, <laughs> I, I, I know, I, just, I worked yesterday. And it's like, I was just able to, like, officially, like, yeah. I'm going to be full-time as a therapist um, in October of 2017. So I was with that company for, shit. Well, I did take a break. And so for me, it's it just like been, I've been years. hopping around jobs while doing stuff in school mm-hmm. and, and work, obviously. So, Home Depot, worked at Apple for a little while. That check was all right. At least I thought it was all right for what I was experiencing at the time, anyway. Well, shoot. Anything <laughs> was better than that 725 when I came to California, Yo. and that shit bumped up. Because I again, think, cost of living. Because I think the summer I came out here, it just went from $9 minimum wage to $10 minimum mm-hmm. wage. And then I moved to the Bay, and they had a higher minimum mm-hmm. wage. And I was like... <laughs> getting money but, again, but i'm not housing. <laughs> no, no, right. all that shit was taken right away exactly i don't have no money but 
Oh, affordable housing is nice. <sighs> yes. So, uh, baby boomers, get off our fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're the most educated generation. Literally. The <laughs> Let's most talk about these student loans that I cannot this afford to pay. Set up for like, me to jump. Like, I can't believe that thing. There's so much student debt. There's over, I think, $1.4 trillion worth of student loan debt in the country. Mm-hmm. And then you couple that with the lack of jobs that these people got these degrees for. I know. You're just going to end up with a whole bunch of mm-hmm. kids And again, and it takes it so much time. Like, okay, so it's 2018. I just hit full-time as a therapist. And I still, like, got Vicky's on the side and just mm-hmm. in case some shit pop off, just, you know? Exactly. And you always like, have to have something just in case. I know. And it's like... <laughs> I have my degree. I still don't make the money that I should. You're right. In you terms know, of so the, like me paying these student loans back, like the, the funny thing is, like therapists who, the therapists who were like in the in the older like generation, mm-hmm. like in their like fifties and forties, um, some of them are just now like we worked with people who were mm-hmm. like a lot a lot older than us, and they're just not getting their foot in in terms of like how much money they're getting paid as a therapist as well. So mm-hmm. to have that expectation, have us be out there and like, oh, we got our degrees and everything's fine. It's honestly ludicrous. There's <laughs> no like, way that no, can happen. Y'all need no to, way. because you didn't go through it, you don't know. And it's like, and times have changed since we, you could have a side job and pay for school. Yeah, you Not nice. that way anymore. Nice. And you used to actually, like, if you worked at, like, a, you know, Sears, like, I, that, that example is always used. Like, if you worked at Sears, like, you used to get, like, benefits and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that was a, just a real regular retail job where you might be selling because stuff, might get commissions cared. or something like that. About the people. Somewhere along the line, we was just like, companies, fuck it. Companies money, money, money. Companies just money. took over, yo. And ever since then, it's always been, how can we when make as unions, much money? What happened to when unions? When unions got fucked. What, what happened <laughs> That's to when it happens. <laughs> Collective bargaining, dog. That shit is right? important. Because otherwise, the company's always just going to steamroll their employees. Because mm-hmm. the bottom line is the bottom line. And see, this is why we need to be open about our salaries with one another. That's yes. why there's a disparity between genders. That's why the disparity Everybody's between Everybody's trying to hide what they're making. Because everybody's like, ooh, <laughs> hush, hush. And it's like, nah, if it's all out in the open, then, then we'll it's know. like, uh, he making this for the same job. Why am I not getting this? You need to up And then back. you have to bump up everybody. Exactly. So oh, everybody what? keeps thinking like... Everybody making the same exactly. for the same sense. Sam job like so everybody's so concerned about their own pockets that they don't realize that if everyone knew each other's salary everybody's salary would get bumped that's because we're individualists instead of collectivists it's about the people if if and it's working we've done it (laughs) like we've done it we've been doing it (laughs) (laughs) but if you know everyone's salary and everybody can be on the same page not only that it, it creates an environment where it's open there's no secrets about like uh, who's getting paid something on their side or for this side job, whatever else like that. It's like, you know how much you're making as an employee based off of the performance that everybody else is doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you have anything where you feel like you're, you should be paid more, you can address that with your employer openly. That that creates an environment where there is some trust and there is some accountability and for see, like the production see, that you're giving matching your salary. See, if I have benefits, if I have family leave, if I have vacation required. days and I'm not made to feel bad about taking a fucking vacation. This is the funniest thing. Like, uh, it was an article. I would do more. I think it was an article like, uh, this probably just came out where they were like, somebody was praising Starbucks for like uh, giving their employees sick leave. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like requiring it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
Think about how crazy that is. You're at a Starbucks that serves food, and we're getting hyped for you giving your employees sick leave as if they should be <laughs> on the job while they're sick, serving food anyway. I didn't even think and we're getting excited about it. It's like, oh my gosh, look at Starbucks. They gave them sick leave. That should be like automatic, but this is what I'm saying. Like the whole perspective is from the realm of, oh, how can we make this money? Mm-hmm. Who cares about <laughs> even the customers? Like you're putting people who are sick on the job. That doesn't even make any sense. Mm-hmm. And you're serving food, but because mm-hmm. you're thinking about profit, when Starbucks isn't like a food company anymore, it's more like a, a company to make money that happens to serve food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what, that's the perspective it's coming mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. So you don't really care about the customer. You only care about the customer. To the extent at which it would affect your bottom line. That's yep. pretty much it. Because yep. the fact that we're hyped. Think about that. We're excited about a company saying, yeah, if you're sick, you shouldn't be on the job while we're serving food. We're excited about that. That shows how low the bar is. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, the whole thing is switched. Our perspective on looking at these companies is like gods. It's like, oh, yeah. Apple's so great and all this stuff is so great. Really, they're not. We're just not paying attention to the shit that we're... We've been accustomed to being shit on, basically. Mm-hmm. Basically. <laughs> so when we get a little something, we like, ooh, it's not shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we get excited about Meanwhile, look over there, look over there. <laughs> <laughs> shit. It's crazy, man. So, mm. man, else? we we just... Oh, man. <laughs> so, um, I did want to talk about hashtag adulting. Yes. And why the fact that's even a fucking hashtag? <laughs> like, what about adulting was so scary and terrifying, was so unrealistic that we were like, I don't know how to do this. I can't adult today. <laughs> it's a thing. That's a I have a shirt. Thing. Actually, I have two shirts. Damn, okay. <laughs> one short sleeve, one long sleeve. You just invested in this thing. I think like adulting came about just because, like we said, we grew up in an environment where we were told to focus on school. one, yeah, basically focus on school, and any other Not thing any would be skills. like, a, a, yeah, it would be like a taken away from your investment. Let me in learn about education. this Pythagorean theorem instead of taxes. Yeah. So we learned all this Glad stuff. I we, learned that we are the most educated theorem. generation, but that didn't, you know, bear out in terms of salary outcome. Standard, so now of, standard just, of living. So now it's just we broke and don't know how to do so shit. That's why I think it's so frustrating because you, you have a whole generation I of I pay bills. <laughs> oh my God. I'm such an adult adulting hashtag. That's why it's so frustrating because it's like we have a whole generation of people who are really smart and so they're aware of why they got fucked over. That's why it was mad. Yeah, because we're educated. And see, the thing about college education, what I think people should take from it is not just the knowledge but how to learn. And right. how to how question to things now to, instead of what you're learning. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just like question everything. You know, there's books for everything. You can do your research and right. stuff. And then it's like we have our phones in our hand. It's a super information computer. at your at your fingertips. Just Google something. Don't just right? don't just be on YouTube. Google and YouTube <laughs> got the answers to everything. If you're gonna be Google, on YouTube, you can learn just about yeah, anything. Yeah, Google will that. tell you what it is. YouTube will tell you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's the thing, like being resourceful and knowing when to um to look at certain things and and not just give up and be like, Oh, I don't know that. Well, whatever. Like we have the ability to learn how to exactly. do it. There is so no quickly. reason to be ignorant. No reason. It's it's dope. I Google it's it. a good time to be <laughs> intelligent and learn yeah, different stuff yeah. that you never want to know. So that being said, we got all this education. 
<laughs> yes. Yes, education is a word. Education, check it. But um, we got <laughs> it, you know? So then we're like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Yeah, we're looking around and like, okay, so there's something wrong with this environment here that there are so many educated people out of work in massive amount of debt. It's like, so... Not even that. It's just like and society. Then, and, then, and then we're looking at that. So we're looking at people who were educated. And then you're thinking like, well, what happens to the people who didn't get that education? And then, you know, so you start looking at, at a system where this is kind of fucked up. Well, no, I think I didn't, I didn't have that realization. I had mm-hmm. the realization of society just like being fucked up in general. Like yeah. we don't care about the planet. We don't but, care about the people. But I'm saying people. for other people, like they might not have been awakened to that. Cause the, like the concept oh, was like, yeah, some people were like, Oh, if I do all these things, yeah, everything will be okay. So that was the first shock. It was like, but I, I, I got the degree, but I, I, I did all this. Why isn't all this stuff happening broke. for me? <laughs> that That's when they were like, Oh, I work my ass off. It's just All I want to say woman. is that they don't really care about us. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you just put a whole generation in massive debt. Mm-hmm. And that bubble's going to pop. Because we ain't paying back shit. Oh. This, it's not, not like it's going down. Can I hear an amen? <laughs> Ashe. Ashe. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> like, they're asking for 1500 a month. <laughs> you thought. You know how much rent is out here? <laughs> it's like do you want my student loans or do you want me to be homeless which one would you rather pick one cause one or the other uh-huh. <laughs> like, so uh, do yeah. what you gotta do to get them things forgiven because help because education should be free like some of them fucking European countries like that's what that's gets what on saying, my nerves that's what gets on my nerves because they are limited to knowledge okay so they're like oh we're the number one country actually when you think about it compare us to other (laughs) how we the most free and got the most incarcerated before china the country with more fucking people this is what i mean like what our whole perspective is so fucked up it's not that we're blind it's it's that we're we're looking at it dead in the face and we've been looking at it for so long Mm -hmm. and we got accustomed to it we just got accustomed to saying we're number one so long that we never went to check the hold scoreboard. Up, hold up. <laughs> when were we number one? I mean, as a black I woman. That's I what I was saying. I think it. everybody got hyped after the... Um, Civil rights? No, not even that. Just like uh, after World War Two, mm-hmm. and then the whole GI Bill, how a lot of people got their mm-hmm. money through that. But what happened was uh, some people were left out of that. Mm-hmm. So we were already aware of the fucked up shit in a lot but of people yeah. are just figuring it out. So I have access to information. So when people want to say, oh, America's number one, I'm like, uh-huh. we don't have free education, higher education. We don't have free health care. Mm-hmm. We don't, um, let's see, have maternity required, leave, required maternity, maternity leave. leave. Not even maternity, maternity leave. Paternity leave. Just family leave. You know, Nigga, go home be with your children. Family values. Because I know you be happy. Family values. Though. I know. Yeah. Just like, no, we don't care about your family. Work, bitch. That's what I'm saying. Everything in this country is from the perspective of a corporation. And even and even with Everything. renewable energy, so behind. And we could do so much. Like it's there. It's how abundant. We, how we trying the to bring back coal? The sun is there. The sun is there. Trump. Sun is there. Then you got water. Most of the earth is covered in water. Why are we not using it to our benefit? Because like, we could live in harmony with nature. Because we polluted everything. I know, right? We can't even get water like. 
Everything you can't even collect rainwater. Like, you need to filter that shit. You, you to. used to be able, like, and that's the thing that distinguished between freshwater and um, saltwater. Saltwater was like the ocean. Freshwater was on land. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that shit ain't fresh. <laughs> and then you no got more. these companies like Nestle and all them buying up water and uh during fucking during hurricanes, droughts, during hurricanes, and then and you gouging up the, prices. the price when people need water to fucking survive. What perspective is that company coming from? That's what I'm just saying. Like profit, because they don't that. care about the people. It doesn't matter. Even in a hurricane, that's kind of sick, don't you think? think like if I own a water company and I'm making billions, millions, whatever I'm making, if there's a hurricane, I'm, not only is it. He's not even thinking logically. Like, I would donate to that, and I would get good PR off of being a good person. But they don't think and like that. my taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not thinking like that. They're, all of it is short-term. Like, I need to make the money. I need to make the money. Because they go off of quarter, quarterly profits. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it is. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. It's through a corporate eye. Mm-hmm. And once it's through that eye, everything is everything can get eliminated if the profits will match. Everything. Mm-hmm. This is fucked up system. So when you want to come at me and say, oh, we're number one, I can prove to you that we are not. Not at all. We're not even number two, number three, number four, number five. I don't even think we top ten in most things. Right. Besides negative things, of course. <laughs> of course. Like gun violence and gun deaths. Gun deaths. Like police having to fulfill a quota and not actually protecting and serving. <sighs> Again, like, something like, by the numbers. Like in Europe, I think it was England, like they're... Cars are like a neon yellow. They want you to see them. Right. Meanwhile, what do we have? What is it called? We just have punitive, not preventative. It's not called undercover cars. And the, yeah, it's called um, unlicensed, un- unmarked cars. Unmarked, unmarked cars. Yeah. Like, they trying to catch you. Hmm. Why are they trying to catch me? And most of it's on <laughs> drug offenses, which are nonviolent, if you didn't know. <laughs> You're just trying to t- tweak your consciousness, and they say... In the freest country in the world, they say you can't do that. Unless, of course, you can make a lot of profit off of it. Marijuana industry. Mm-hmm. Again, through the lens of corporations. So, because millennials are educated, we're waking up to the bullshit. Yeah. About time we do, too. Because my, my man Bernie thinking about it. <laughs> and I need Bernie. him to get in there, dog. We, told, we tried to tell, we to tell y'all motherfuckers in 2016. Hillary, but y'all was like, no. She's the... I'm going to need y'all to wake the fuck up. But, you know, they say the revolutionary is with the young. Always has been. Cause once I hope you I'm get not older, that out of touch more, when I get older. But. You're more, God, I hope not. But um, <laughs> you're more, you know, when you're older, you're more stable. You're looking for stability. You're not trying to make waves. Right. Whereas the young, you're like, I ain't growing up with this shit. I ain't bringing my children into this shit. Right. It's a fuck totally different here. perspective on, like, the country, the world, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think about my kids when the climate change and all this oh, other shit. I'm gonna going have on. to create my own school because I don't trust these school systems. These like yeah. public school systems, don't trust them. Not with my black children. <laughs> That's real though. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Tag a, tag a Afrocentric school, please. Thanks. Seriously. For real though, because I'm gonna have to create a school because no. But anyways, um, oh, and these articles that they be saying about okay, us. Okay, let's talk about this. Like, half of them is saying that we're killing off every industry known to man. Like the diamond industry. Good. You fucking chopping off. You got fucking slate. The diamond industry is bullshit. First of all, let's get one thing straight. Diamonds aren't fucking rare. They They're are. everywhere, goddammit. Mm-hmm. All over Africa. Yes. What they do is artificially suppress the supply of diamonds so they can raise the price 
So thus creating a demand, yep. saying that it's rare. Mm-hmm. And then I have all these propaganda campaigns, like girl's best friend, uh, every kiss begins with K bullshit, <laughs> all these shits. Actually, don't because I know the politics behind diamonds in the diamond industry. I, mean, I don't own one. I'm I like, I don't. And then it's like, yeah, it sparkles, but I don't need it. Plus, I'm like, I'm good off that. I used to be like, I know I've said this before. Like, I love watches. Like, if there's anything that's materialistic, I don't have like, a bone in my oh, body usually. But materialistic. But I don't know so. if you can see his earrings, but he has like earrings and like mm-hmm. I can't tell the difference between cubic zirconium and diamond. So I'm good. Don't do shit look like. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with the shit. It look like I'm doing something. doing something. But these I'm are good. like five dollars. <laughs> and I don't really care. Like if somebody, if somebody really. <laughs> I wish somebody would come up to me and be like, yo, what are those? Those look fake. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. So I got this at Target for $5, baby. I'm like, yeah. I got this for about $5. They look, they look pretty good to me. That's why when people are all name brand and shit, I'm like, you can get that same thing for 20 bucks, but you pay 500 for it? For what? The name. It ain't that deep, bro. Yeah. So I'm it glad we're killing deep. off that industry. What else are we killing off? So, they're talking about we killing department stores because we're ordering online. I personally have to go into the stores because stuff don't be fitting. So, I got to let you I know that too. I'm very weird body type compared to most people. I'm like skin and bones. And then since I've been working out lately, it's just skin and muscle. That's all I have. I have no body fat on me. It's ridiculous. But, you know, I ain't complaining. <laughs> That's the way yeah, my body. So we killing off that. Oh, we killing off restaurants too because we don't go in. Yeah. We, well, I'll say we're killing off chain restaurants because mm-hmm. we love to go to local restaurants mm-hmm. and support local businesses. Mm-hmm. Which again is because we're woke a little bit. Community oriented. Community oriented because mm-hmm. every dollar that you spend within your community, it comes back into your community. And if you keep recycling that money in a black community, black owned baby, keep that black dollar going. You know Buy what black. Saying? That's what it's about. Give back. Give black, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that shit. Them chains can go the fuck mm, away. I don't mm. really care about them, especially like anything like Walmart. They they kill small businesses, small towns, everything. Yeah, they were, all the mom pop shops. Man. So my thing is, um, what are other articles that be out? So the avocado toast bullshit. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, you can't save money because of avocado toast." It's like, "No, bitch, I'm broke. So let me enjoy this little piece of meal that I can't afford." Shit. <laughs> like five dollars ain't about to hurt nobody. This is the crazy part. It's like the other generations. Like, okay, so we make twenty percent less than the generation before us yeah. did. Um, and they were complaining about like us saving. We actually saved more than they did in terms of percentage of our money. Mm-hmm. It's just that we don't have enough money. <laughs> bro, bro, bye, bye, bro. So it's you not that we're not saving. It's just not that we're not saving. It's like what we're saving ain't gonna mean shit, mm-hmm. pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. And see, another article that's come out is that oh, we're not buying homes when we're supposed to. Like, How the f- well, one. Hold up, hold up. Yes, I know where you're going, but like we're becoming like mid 20s, late 20s when you're supposed to be able to buy a house. Like, when did you buy your first house? So, like, they're coming at us like we're doing something wrong, and it's like, no, we're actually doing it when we're supposed to be. They Same just try thing to come with for kids, us. too. Like, a lot of us some and marriage. Like, a lot of us are getting mm-hmm. married later, having kids later. Like, around this time, a lot of our peers are getting like 
engaged. So you had, you still had like our generation still had a lot of the teenage births, but like after that whole high school it thing, like a, it was like you waited until college. Yeah. Like there's some people who got pregnant during college, but at most part, it was like after college. Once you're married and shit, like mm-hmm. yeah. Most people I know like around like twenty four ish. Going on up, that's when the, yeah, the, yeah. the proposals was popping up like yo, crazy. We, we at that age, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We at that age. So that that's like delayed because first of all, you gotta get your degree, trying mm-hmm. to get established, mm-hmm. and even after all that, you're and not you established. <laughs> you know, it's like how many my financial stability to be up before I get married? Yeah, so it's a lot that, that goes. And into before that I have kids, definitely yeah, before I have kids, it's a lot of stuff that goes mm-hmm. into that. So, um. Yeah, they're coming out with all these articles talking absolute bullshit. Yeah, I don't get it. And then, on the flip side, they're talking about we're narcissistic, we're entitled. Okay, we're this, this is another stat. Like, like for millennials, what? we're the, the generation that gives back the most. We're the ones who work at the most nonprofits. We're the ones who volunteer we the most. We're mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we're the ones who also are most politically active rather mm-hmm. than the other generation. The only reason why we're politically active, it's just not in terms of voting for bad candidates. Right? It's like <laughs> so we're aware rock, of hard place. Yeah, I don't see the good. Right. We're aware <laughs> of like who's fucking us over. It's just that you we're not giving us over, options. You fucking us over. Just one is a little faster than the other. I right. Mean, so that's the interesting thing about it. It's not like everybody complains like, oh, millennials <laughs> don't vote. It's like, no, nah, we just know that we're not voting for bullshit anymore. Because mm-hmm. even like Barack Obama, when he had other people in his cabinet influencing mm-hmm. him. He did some fuck shit. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and nobody wants to say that. I don't know why. Hold on. What was that? I don't know what it's, it's probably going to go off in a little bit. Because <laughs> you don't got that much memory. But hey, just yeah, relax. Gotcha. Let's keep this thing going. <laughs> but, um. But yeah, we're. They need to really stop with that bullshit. Right? Can I live? <laughs> shit. Can I live above the poverty line? Mm. <laughs> That's real, though. Um. But I did want to talk a little bit about um, dating and marriage. So mm-hmm. as a millennial, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the dating games. Dating. All right, so millennials have, we're in this weird space again because of the mix of technology. Mm-hmm. So there's always like a shift in, in everything that happens in terms of the way we communicate, social media, mm-hmm. now in terms of the way we date, dating apps and other other things where like, you know, slide into the DMs. But see, I also think, <laughs> There was a big like sexual revolution where like a lot of women were like not needing relationships to have sex. So it just changed the dynamics. Like use like men had to court us in order to have sex with us. And it's like now the what are we question is for real. Because you could be fucking having a good time Mm -hmm. connecting, but you're not titled. So it's like, what are we doing? That shit is true. And And a lot of women have that independence. They might not want a relationship. Before it was like it was always assumed that the goal for the woman was to get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. But now like, it's like, I'm, like, I'm mm-hmm. cool with casual sex. Right. Like, so that's different, uh, definitely a different change. A lot of men and can't see, like, that. I don't, I, I, even though I'm a therapist, like, I don't even understand it sometimes because, like, when you watch older movies, like, mm-hmm. with the um, black celebs of the 90s and stuff, like, they just, it's assumed if they're courting, they're going to be together. It wasn't like, oh, I'm dating a bunch of people at the same time. It was like, I'm courting you. That's my lady. That's my man. Like, mm-hmm. You didn't have to ask, oh, what are we? Or do you want to be my girlfriend? Do you want to be my boyfriend? It was just like, I'm with you. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a lot a lot more simple. Than right? That. So now it's like, um, we've been hanging out for months, but uh, I still don't know. We talking, though. <laughs> right? That's how it connects be. <laughs> But so. yeah, and then when you throw in the apps, like the easy 
access to mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. casual sex. It's just so whatever happens, like Tinder is real. Like Tinder is just. Mm-hmm. I remember when like it first came out. That's probably when everybody was just like, "Fuck it," and I wasn't like around for it to be um out heavy during like college undergrad days. Yeah, no. Me, it was more like it came out in grad school. Grad school was mm-hmm. when it was more popping. Um, but I taught a class like uh, Marriage One on One, and we were talking about Tinder and all these other dating apps and how many people use it. What I'm finding is like us in terms of our generation, like the last couple of people who were born like in the you know, early 90s. Mm-hmm. We're not really fucking with the dating apps. We prefer... And no, I just went like, to... We tried them out and I, it's like a mo- the majority of us don't seem to be... That's because we're looking for relationships and we realize the dating apps are just for sex. Right. And it's like, yeah, I just went to a discussion of a black millennials talking about um, oh, yeah, dating yeah. the digital age and most of the people there and it was like 25 people there mm-hmm. and it was like most of the people there prefer dating in rea- real life. IRL. <laughs> but, um, yeah, because nobody trying to fuck with that. And it's not organic. Like, we're still, we grew up with that organic style mm-hmm. of meeting people. And it's like, we still prefer that. We know that that's where the actual connection is. There's only so much connection you can make online. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And it's all, I guess there's always like an underlying assumption that, like, it's going to be just for sex. You know? Yeah. Especially with Tinder. And mm-hmm. all this. I've heard good things about OkCupid. At that discussion, but like there was a couple because a lot of people had bad stories about uh, dating apps, and it was like, do we have any good stories? And uh, one couple that was there got mm. married, and they may- met on OkCupid. Okay, yeah, it's you know, it's not for everybody, but it can work. There, mm. there, are, there are cases for sure. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna have to be really desperate. I've gone on um, so my experience with dating apps is like I've gone on Bumble before um, and that's the app where I think the women have to make the first move yeah Yeah. why would I want to do that (laughs) which is why the app is not for you so I went on that and then um, I had a conversation with one person and went out on a date and it was actually pretty cool Mm -hmm. but you know I don't think I could do that on a consistent basis because I don't like just the Swiping and doing all this and shit. And it's like, I'd rather how do I sum outside. myself up in 140 characters or less? Plus, I like the thrill of like talking to people outside and like the eye contact, mm-hmm. all that body language. Body language. That's what I like to see and interact with people. That's what makes it count for me. So, like online, <sighs> I, I can't do it. It's not for me. But y'all do what y'all gotta do. <laughs> how would Slide marriage be different? Our so for us, I think well we talked about it a little bit in terms of us getting married at, at a later, later date. Mm-hmm. It's like when we got our shit together. Also, know. the other thing is like the way that we're defining our marriage is a lot different. I feel like there's a lot more people who are willing to define their marriage outside of the the norm of just like a woman's doing this in the kitchen, blah blah blah. Oh, Traditional general roles, mm-hmm. like that's just done. And two incomes, dual incomes, yeah. That's who just can, like necessary. Who can survive without this? Like, honestly, I, like you say, you can't mm-hmm. go without it. It's just. I will necessary. say that a lot of, um, especially men, for some reason they haven't boys, but children who are growing mm-hmm. up with us in the millennial era have been raised by single parents, especially like black millennials. Yeah. Um, a large majority of them have been raised by a single mother, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like they're single parents. Like I don't like I know some single parents right now in our age range, but. I know a few. But I don't... Like, I know a lot more married couples than single parents. 
Yeah, I do too. At this moment, and I don't want to jinx anything. And we are coming, <laughs> yeah. And we are coming from like a HBCU related, like that's our population. So when we're talking about the circles of people we know, mm. that's from that. That's from Hampton, other HBCUs, college educated black people, and professionals. Mm. Yeah, so it might be a little entrepreneurs and shit. Like, might be a little different. Cause yeah, we don't. Even though, like, and then I feel like I don't know. I, I came from middle class, but I still define myself as middle class, even though I'm definitely below the poverty. Like, well, no, I'm, make, I'm making more now, but I was. It was the struggle. It's real life. It's real life. Yeah. Especially with these houses. Mm. I love Oakland. But damn. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So another thing that I think, because um, we were talking about it a little mm. bit over like vacation days for companies and stuff. And self-care is like millennials are starting to appreciate the experience over the materials and it's like i would travel in a heartbeat like that's where my money would go to traveling that experience a different culture a different way of living a different way of believing and thinking about things different values again i see it's happening because mm-hmm. i can age of information i have it on right. my fingertips so now i'm gonna go out there and experience it or like experiencing shit here so like, let me go. Um, like for my birthday, I'm doing um, puff pass paint. You know, like have an experience. Yeah, <laughs> have an experience for my birthday. You know, instead of people buying me stuff, let's go out and do something. Or that's so I've always felt my birthday like back in the day when you wanted a video game or something else like that. Yeah, of course you wanted something mm-hmm. materialistic, but. Now, I just want to chill with some good people, have some mm-hmm. good weed, and uh, just have a good time. That's mm-hmm. what I'm about. I'm about vibes. I'm about having a good time, being in good company. That's what fills my spirit with light, not mm-hmm. like a, a material that's just going to lay around. Mm-hmm. Unless that material is something that's going to mean something, like I brought a keyboard, I'm going to use that to play music, and yeah, that creates an experience. Yeah, that's self-care. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, that creates an experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it enhances mm-hmm. an experience. Exactly. That's the difference Anything that I have is a material that has to enhance whatever experience I'm going mm-hmm. into. So, again, this calls the bullshit on the baby boomers who these uh, writing Talking articles about, about us buying things and being narcissistic and stuff. It's like, actually, we've realized that that shit doesn't matter. It doesn't make you happy. Maybe y'all should catch up on that. And um, it doesn't make you happy. And we've also, and this is the big thing moving into the next topic of passion. Mm. Like, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people of our generation, especially at Hampton, that I know of went to college because that's what was expected of them. That's because that's what their parents did. And they got a degree in something that would either make money or something of what their parents wanted them to do. Right. And then they got that bachelor's was in that profession maybe, or just got the bachelor's and was just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> like this doesn't make me happy. So we was like, fuck it. I'm gonna start my own business. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to school and I study something else. Doing like, what do. exactly. Like I'm not, I'm not about to live miserably and hate Mondays because yeah. you did it. Right. Like life is short. I want to enjoy the now. Right. You Just, know, there's nothing wrong with grinding, but like grind towards your passion and your purpose and fulfilling that. Mm-hmm. Don't just grind for the sake of grinding. Cause like, again, if, if we're set up in this system and this economy where you can't really make it by on much. You might as well enjoy the fucking enjoy moment. your life. I'm not stressing out about the future shit. This like, is what I got. Let me get so, some. Like you can prepare for the future, but dwelling on it and obsessing about exactly. it, it means you're really not living in the moment, mm-hmm. and and that's that's what it's all about. You have to be living in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think it is a reality of when life can be over with all this, you know, 
mass shootings and stuff. Mass shootings, yeah. threats of uh, nuclear holocaust. Yeah, it's like you know, you typical know. stuff. Ask people in Hawaii how they felt that day when they had that like missile alert saying, "Yeah, eminent. This is not a fucking drill. Right? <laughs> this right. is a real missile. Like so, your life flashes before your eyes." I'm sure a lot of people in Hawaii right now. Their whole perspective on life has changed because they thought they could, could die in that moment. And mm-hmm. they might have been living their whole life at a job that they hated mm-hmm. to pay bills, to just sustain living, to go to that job all over again. Mm-hmm. Is that like, what you want to do? Like, I um, I had posted something on one of my Instagrams and it was like, I don't believe the only reason we exist in this universe is to pay bills and die. Because like, that's literally what people do. Like, right? get into a routine where it's like they go to work, they pay bills, they have to pay the bills to go yeah. to work, to survive, to live. And then they don't do anything with their right. life. They're just constantly working and they're it's a hamster wheel. You're just going over and over. So I'm making money, but I'm not happy. No, I'd rather be broke and be happy. This is the truth. And, and, and the other part that I found beautiful, which is going to be the shift, is that after a while, if you work hard at your passion and you put the grind into your passion, then you will get you money will get eventually. Money. Yes. Yeah. And that's what it's about, mm-hmm. putting that investment into your passion. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if your passion is something that can't make a lot of money just because it's, it's just not in that nature mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. your field. There are ways, though. There are, there's and, always ways. And see, and see that this ways. is also what I learned um, from being a millennial, comparing us to the baby boomers, is mm-hmm. like... The source is crazy. Well, no, it was just like, we had these boxes only that we could... You like you can only thing. do not only just one thing, but it was like you had to be inside the box. And mm-hmm. what happened, especially after undergrad, was a lot of people were like, "There's no box for me, so I need to create a box." Create your own way. Everything was impossible until someone did it. Boom. And it's like, well, fuck it. If it don't exist, I'm gonna create one. So, so even though you know in the past what your passion is hasn't been like a big money earner, like you can, there are ways she, yes, to be creative to get money for it. I'm unique as fuck. I'm a black male therapist who talks about love and couples and relationships. Amen. Not that many of us out there. <laughs> but it's like, what, what am I supposed to be like? Oh, well, since there's nothing out there for me, I should just go and do what? Some other form of psychology or therapy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like with school. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. But nah, fuck that. I love talking about couples and relationships. And I'm fucking good at it, too. Yes. <laughs> if you need couples therapy in Oakland, California, I like support. <laughs> but um, it's all about that passion. Right? Mm-hmm. It's all about, like you were saying, outside the box thinking. Mm-hmm. That's what leads to everything. That's how. That's what we're talking about with Netflix. Everything that like these new, mm-hmm. this new platforms in terms of the internet thing. It's like box. why pay for cable? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Especially not for what we pay. I can't afford that shit. <laughs> Seven ninety nine a month. What? <laughs> what though? And then like Netflix is getting better too. With the like, comedy, you, you know when it first came out, it was some old ass movies, the B yeah like some B C rated movies, and it's like ain't nobody ever heard of this shit. Yeah. And now they coming out with their own shit and getting new shit. It's like they yo. just putting out original content, mm-hmm. comedy special, mm-hmm. drama. Right? Like I'm like Orange okay, is the new black. They just put out cage. winning awards now, yeah. Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Shout out to Netflix. Just putting out bright, even though I ain't really fuck with that movie like that. <laughs> uh, they had Will star in one but of their Will movies. Will was starring in the movie, and that yeah. shit made a uh, hundred something globally. Yeah, because I mean, we all watched it. Netflix, exactly. No matter what happened, you watched that movie. <laughs> right? Even though it was like, like, very You could have heard the worst thing, like, oh, this shit sound trash. <laughs> Let me watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard this shit is terrible. Turn it on. <laughs> Netflix can't chill. <laughs> 
Yo, Netflix got us with that shit. They didn't tell us shit. They was just like, Will Smith's in the movie. Boom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> then motherfuckers was like, oh, this shit trash. Oh, this shit's good. And everybody was like, well, fuck it. I gotta see what it is. Mm-hmm. Made a killing. But all that, that's just to say, like, that's that outside of the box type of thinking mm-hmm. that I think we all have because we've been, const- like, just suppressed into these little boxes, like you were saying, mm-hmm. all of our lives. Like, that was the mentality that we had. Mm-hmm. And now that we're breaking out of it, we're seeing how so many things can be different. We're taking so many ideas mm-hmm. from other places. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, because we got the internet, mm-hmm. we're not limited it's, to it's what like, they, what we were taught yeah. in, the, in the textbooks. Like and, Christopher or Columbus or any other like bullshit. parents, teachers, or older peers. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a different way of thinking. There's a different way of being. We don't have to live like this. It's yeah. not the only way and it's not necessarily the right way. And, and appreciating other people's cultures because now mm-hmm. I think we're, we're realizing like, yo, like you were saying before, this whole number one aspect and just being blind, like, we're number one, we're number one, we're number one, nah, 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 I don't want to see any other country. That, that dumb shit is how you get to being number 75th or whatever mm-hmm. we are now in all these other categories. And for those who want to come at us saying, if we don't like it, get the fuck out. That's the dumb shit. How about you change the fucking country to actually benefit you? Why don't you make it great? For the first time in a significant time. For everyone in the country. So, um, we're wrapping it up, but I just want to, um, talk about the difference between black millennials and white millennials. And we can talk about, (laughs) (laughs) um, we can talk about other like minorities and stuff, but black and white is a big hitter. So, yeah. Okay. You want to start? No, you go. All right. Black millennials, white millennials. I think given where you grew up. It's just a, a complete cultural difference in terms of the upbringing from TV shows to media to mm-hmm. everything. Like, I remember, like, for me, 91 Baby, I just remember, like, boom, like, Usher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember, like, fucking TLC. Like, all this stuff that's going on in the 90s for me. For them, it might have been, like, I don't know. Or something like so that. I, I, see, this is what I mean. I don't I, know. I, I, you know. Definitely black. <laughs> this is my household. point. And see, and it was interesting in grad school. I went to a predominantly white institution for grad oh, school. Oh well, you got and, it. And um, <laughs> I don't know. So one of my white classmates, like Seinfeld, came on. Okay. Or, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Seinfeld. Terrible. It was Friends. Friends oh, came on Netflix, man. and she was all excited about it. And I was like, Oh, sorry, I mean, y'all. I don't. I was like, Oh, I've never seen Friends. And she was like, oh, "You've never seen." <laughs> That's Prince? like somebody saying, "And I was you've like, never seen Fresh Prince." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Uh, yeah, and I was like, "No, but I've seen Living Single." Mm. And what she said? Was that? You know what that was? <laughs> I was like, it's "Very it's black point. in my household. We ain't watching none of that shit." But yeah, I never watched Seinfeld or Friends. I'm always Raymond. I, I saw Friends. I saw it. Change channel. <laughs> I, I thought everything was corny. But, like, mm-hmm. other people, you know, that's their shit. And that's what I mean by, like, the difference. The culture The is culture difference. difference in terms of what we consume as media as kids. Mm-hmm. The representation was totally different. Because for them, like, they had friends, and that was, like, an all-white cast. But, like, literally almost... You can count on one hand how many times a black person was in... A person of color. Uh, had a line in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But um, that's the norm for them. And see, my thing I is... Dawson's Creek. I think... Th- <laughs> I... Did I watch that? I, I remember. I, I, just, I just remember the theme song. I just remember that <laughs> shit. 
and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There were some white shows that, like, well, technically, I don't know if they were white or not, but there's some shows that were but predominantly were white. white. Yeah. That I used to fuck with, too. Like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I used to watch that shit a little bit. But And, um, I think one of the reasons, like, options. 90s was really black, and I think that led to us becoming, like, unapolog- unapologetically black and mm-hmm. culturally black. Um, especially, like, during the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff, like, we weren't having it. Even baby boomers response to Black Lives Matter. Shit. That's what I'm saying. This is White millennials response to oh, yeah. Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. Bitch, I said what I said. <laughs> All holidays matter. So this is the thing. I think a lot of... Were you done? Oh, yeah. That's, that's okay. pretty much it. My bad. So <laughs> I think the thing with white millennials is, you know, they act like they're all liberal and hipsters and shit. Let me just tell Ooh, you, I I went to Hampton that. and I saw black hipsters and I was like, ooh, black people, you know, doing this new cultural thing. And then I moved to California and saw these man buns and beards and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? That ain't a hipster. <laughs> I know black people that are hipsters. What is right, this shit? Right, So that's exactly So I, I think too. we initiate culture and then they're like, ooh. <laughs> this is what happens with like, like all the these motherfucking shit. hashtags. Black Twitter owns Twitter, okay? <laughs> Yo, Trending topics, number one trending topics. Like, we be talking. Now let's talk about some shit. Some substance. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) We be going This would be hilarious. Uh But yeah, so I think there's this trend of liberalism among white millennials, but they still don't know this. So here's here's the way I see this shit in terms of the way they see themselves. Uh Being woke, like the label of being woke means more to them than action that comes mm-hmm. with that awareness mm-hmm. like being woke is a term for being aware conscious of the fucked up shit that's going on around you the truth the truth but then that's supposed to come with the action like mm-hmm. you just like to say like oh yeah i know all about this i'm like I, and then the, the first follow-up question i want you to ask any person even if they're black or anything like but especially a white liberal person mm-hmm. is ask them what are you doing no, it. see, not even that, because even in white, sorry, even in white liberals, <laughs> even the white liberals, like, don't call themselves woke, but they're all about gender rights and gender equality. Mm-hmm. They're all about homosexuality and transgender I guess, and stuff like that. They're count. all about that, but then any black issue, they like, nah, bruh. Mm-hmm. It's like, hold up, you was all about equality five seconds ago. What happened? <laughs> and it, you know what really exposed this shit? Mm-hmm. Like, this year was the whole Colin Kaepernick shit. All these motherfuckers, I, I wish I had a list of all the motherfuckers that was talking all this shit about him. Mm-hmm. And I want to see them in 10 years when he's like got a statue and mm-hmm. is celebrated nationally. Like, don't you understand you in history right now? You in so, history. This is what I, I don't get. It's what like, are you going to look like? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have kids, like, and they have to look back at, you, at your words. Like, all these people were saying shit on TV, like, just lying about taxes and lying about everything. It's like, are your kids going to watch this and, like, be ashamed of their ancestor? Cause I know Probably. I would be. I'd be like, God damn, my my like my grandpa or my even my father. Like if if my father was Donald Trump, like I know one of his daughters doesn't fuck with him. I think her name's Tiffany, the one that y'all never see. <laughs> <laughs> she's like this mother. He, she obviously can't say all this shit, but you could tell she's like. I'm ashamed of this man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how grabbing I, women by the pussy. Why would? But why, my thing is, why would you want to be that as a man? Like, why would I want to grow up and have my children, even have a sense of, or, or like a slight little, little feeling of, of them being ashamed of what I'm doing because of my actions mm-hmm. or my values, my values, my character. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't that say a lot about what I'm doing? 
you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess other people they shut it off like, oh, whatever, gotta get this money or whatever, gotta, gotta get this status or mm-hmm. I don't know what it is that drives them. But if I can't look at my children in the eyes and be proud of like the man that I am, then the fuck am I doing? Choose happiness, peace, love, and happiness. Because yeah. why else is anything worth it? When you die, you can't bring any of that stuff with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to enjoy the moment. I love what I do during the week. Oh, I yes. love what I do on the weekends. Yes. Like I do my podcast on the weekend. I take care of myself. So I embrace experiences. I love what I do 24 7, 365. I'm living my truth. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You can start today with your passion. And see, that's another thing that I also realized um, post grad was that. It doesn't matter. Like, you can go four years studying one thing and then just change your mind. And it's okay. It's okay to do that. Like, people, people think once they choose something, <laughs> right, it's like for the rest right. of your life. Like, nah. Like, I went to um, practicum, which is I was practicing therapy while I was a student. And uh, my colleague was in her 50s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and she started over different degree or different subject. And she went for her master's. Yep. And it's like, it's never too late. Never too late. You knowledge is power, and you never stop learning. Ever, and it's yeah. never too late to like choose happiness. Right. You don't well, have to be miserable well, well, for the rest of your life. Think about that statement. It's your choice. This is the wrong time for happiness. Does that statement make any sense? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wrong time for happiness. No, there's never a wrong time for happiness for joy. You know what I mean? Like th- those are feelings that can transform your life or transform moments that you're in. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in a sad, somber moment, if you have joy in your heart, mm-hmm. it can get you through that moment. Mm-hmm. But if you're not living your truth and living within joy, that part of you is being suppressed every second that you're at that job that you're like, fuck, I don't want this. And I know shit's hard. I'm not saying everybody's in the same position because I am definitely... Let's struggle. <sighs> Let's struggle is uh, Yeah, yeah. But... The goal, you know, it should be happiness at all times because mm-hmm. you're living happiness. You're 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 happiness in itself because what you do is your passion. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. That's the goal. Just don't lose focus or lose sight of that. Live passionately and fearlessly. I got sayings. These are mottos, <laughs> and then I tattoo them on myself to remind me. Sometimes they forget. She'll definitely forget. She'll remember his term. <laughs> Shut up. Apparently it's getting better now that I'm smoking. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> we about to be out of here. <laughs> so We're going to do some millennial give back, uh, fucking change the world shit. Exactly. <laughs> Let's heal the world. You already know. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl Rocky. And your boy O. You have a beautiful and peaceful day. We out.